Did you, sorry, did you say something? I didn't hear that. Uh, no, there was nothing <laughs> here. Nothing at all. Hello, everyone. I'm Tony from Two Copper Pieces. And I'm Elliot, also known as Elephant Bear, also known as Ichabod. And uh, he's not Ichabod Beaumont anymore. He's dropped that moniker. Ichabod Beaumont was a loser. He's now Ichabod Helsing. <laughs> and this is a one-on-one RPG. Mm. Not one-on-one D&D, as it's previously been called. No, only a fool would call it that. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and there's a word we don't say on this show, and I nearly <laughs> said it. But nevertheless, it's also not true that we don't say it, because every time I listen back, I'm like, oh, there's one. There's one. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I said it again. <laughs> but still. Anyway, uh, let's do the small talk. Um, um, I don't think there's anything to talk about with the weather this week in Britain on the on the 19th of July. So let's oh, try and steer it, it towards. So <laughs> no, there's nothing to talk about with the weather. That's not small talk. That's big Sorry, talk. That's big talk. Yeah, right. No, uh, no weather some, news. Yeah. So some small talk. Um, I don't know if you've uh, ever tried, um, uh, you know, do you like Magnums? Yes. Well, you know, um, what's really perfect for small talk are mini Magnums. What do you think about those? I think that's a good, uh, you know, um, at the start of your meal, uh, you can also get like a appetizer, like a small, uh, small version of the food, smaller, a small, a small dish. That's a good small talk item. Yes, yes, indeed. You're coming through a little bit quietly, so I don't know if you can get close to a microphone or. Is that something. better? Do I come in? Is that better? Bit better. Yeah, bit better. I was, I was small talk. I was assuming it was quiet talk. My no, fault. no. Uh, we can have uh, big voices and talk about small things. No problem. Um, just in, in case people aren't aware, a mini Magnum is a smaller version of a Magnum, which is an ice cream on a stick covered in chocolate for people who aren't in the UK. Mm-hmm. And for those who aren't aware, an appetizer is like a starter to see people. Great. You're getting quiet again. <laughs> I'm just worried it's going to come through on the, uh, on the recording. as well. I'm not sure why. It's, I'm, the mic is still equidistant to my mouth. Maybe you need to get it right up up against your mouth. How's that? I've twiddled the uh, wire. Similar, but let's uh, let's proceed anyway because um, I'm sure that our voices will carry through anyway. And it can be fixed in editing. Mm, yeah, yeah, they can. I can actually. I can edit our vo- our separate recordings. So yes, that's what we'll do. We've already talked far too much about this. Let's talk about <laughs> what happened last time. <laughs> it sounded like we were getting onto big talk, have we? Honest. Indeed. I was worried. It's happened. You've got inspiration. So, yes. um, so could you tell everyone uh, the, the main beats of <laughs> the last session and you have the amount of time it takes me to uh, butter five crumpets? Oh, uh, that's, that's not a lot of time at all. He's a fast crumpet butterer. He, he once went to the Olympics for crumpet buttering. One crumpet um, down. No! Um, Ichabod uh, saw a, a, a dead body in the... Uh, the the stops on the way past it on the road but before he could digest this information or investigate in any way shape or form uh they were all attacked by wolves ichabod fool hardly fool heartedly runs forward and uh is immediately downed by the wolves and then the wolves turned on arena and then immediately downed arena and then the wolves turned on ismark and immediately downed ismark and thank goodness it faded to black before we saw anything happen to vlad uh, cut to five days later, uh, Ichabod wakes up in the house of the Wizards of the Wine Brewery uh, and, and meets Stefania, who looks remarkably like the, the Raven Queen. He finds out that her and her family are keepers of the feather, 
an organization devoted to the Raven Queen and bringing an end to Strahd. Um, uh, are now remorseful and uh, slightly wounded, uh, well, not slightly, very wounded uh, Ichabod goes downstairs and has a brief argument uh, with the um, patriarch of the house, Davian. I, was it Davian? Is the... Davian, yeah, Davian Martikov. Yes, indeed. Family um, man. Absolutely. Uh, family man, except for Erwin, who, uh, who accidentally dropped the ball and one day, one evening, rather than guarding the, this precious druid stones what were they called stones can't remember stones right stones of great import uh that were full of magical energy he was off seeing his um his girlfriend at the time i'm assuming now wife but that information has not become evident um and uh so uh the family blames him for the loss of the the stone was stolen uh so the family blames him for the loss of the stone uh so he has now moved to another city i think it was Velaki. i might be mistaken in that you're correct. Oh, yes. I give myself inspiration. Um, it doesn't do anything, but it makes me feel better. Um, uh, and uh, just as uh, Ichabod was about to make a uh, tough decision, uh, Vlad decided to uh, show him a picture, which was so shocking. It had to be the cliffhanger of the week. Well done. Well remembered. In fact, I don't think I have any um, follow up questions to clarify other than this. Oh, why does Ichabod feel the need to fix everybody? <laughs> well, that's a deep soul-searching question. Um, I have a theory, but I would like—I <laughs> wonder if you have your own ideas. Uh, I think it's because in fixing others, he's broken himself, and he hopes along in the journey along the way, somehow he, he will something will kickstart a memory or, of some or something or other, and remind him. Of who he once was. Oh, that is similar to my theory, actually. Um, my theory was uh, because he's broken himself. If he focuses on others' faults, he doesn't have to focus on his own. That's also true. Yeah. Or possibly. Uh, I guess all will come out in the wash with Ichabod. Right. Yep. So back to that dramatic moment where um, Vlad wheeled around and held up a picture towards Ichabod's face, and um, with a great big gasp, Ichabod notices that the picture has nothing on it and vlad says what's like your next ichabod <laughs> um uh um could you draw a picture of the sun <laughs> and a the nice a nice vista of uh, what uh, what uh, barovia will look like when uh, the, the strad is defeated and the sun is once again returned to the sky oh Easy. And he runs off out of the room with the with the with the piece of paper and a pencil. That'll keep him entertained for a while. Stefania nods, uh, thinking the thinking the forbidden word but not saying it. <laughs> Stefania, I must ask of you a favour. While Irina and Ismark are still recovering, I would like to go and see Madame Ava. Um, she raises one eyebrow, and then she raises the other eyebrow, lowering the first one. <laughs> and says the first eyebrow was because i noticed uh perhaps i'm perhaps my misspeaking but there was a slight bite to the way that you said ismark was there anything in that i almost said my own name again it seems to be a running thing with between us ah i see and uh the and then i lowered that eyebrow and raised the other one for the idea that you um wish to go off to meet madame ava 
in as nightfall is descending across Barovia, you and you want me to look after Ismark and Irina in the meantime. Thinking the uh, the word and not saying it, Ichabod goes absolutely. <laughs> Would you be able to spare two um, people to come with me, or two? Uh, I'm afraid that will be impossible. We are the keepers of the feather, and you are the Raven Queen's chosen. We shall spare three people. <laughs> Only if it's not too much bother. Oh, well, in that case, you'll have to go alone. No, I'm joking. Oh, we'll wrangle some people up for you, certainly. Meet us out, out the front um, by your weird cursed carriage in 20 minutes. May I also borrow a needle and a piece of thread? For what? Um... Ichabod uh, removes one of his bandages and the the wounds haven't really healed or closed up. Um, I'm going to do a bit of surgery. Oh, oh, I'm terribly sorry. I must have been uh, sloppy with my work. I I don't apparently seem to be healing like a a living person should. Yes, it is quite disgusting. Yes, Uh, if you can, yes, lend me something so I can take care of it. Uh, One of the the people coming with you is a very proficient man of healing. So um, you'll be in good hands with him, literally almost. Excellent. I Apparently I'm a bit rusty in the arts of um, combat, so any help in training they can spare me along the way would be much, much, much appreciated. Uh, yeah, she gives, you a, she gives you another look and regards you for a moment and says, hmm, yes, rusty would be a good nickname. Then she walks off. It's Helsing. Uh, Would you like to do anything in this 20 minutes in particular, like poke Uh, around the place or do something else? uh, Ichabod uh, receives the needle and thread and then uh, sews up his wounds. Uh, It looks very doll-like, almost uh, just the very rough stitching. Ichabod uh, did not remember how to sew, if he ever knew. So um, it's now very messy, but at least the the wound is, is closed. Um, and then, um, yeah, uh, no, I don't think there's anything I need to investigate here. Uh, I will go and check on Arena and his mother before I go. All right. Uh, you pop up to the, uh, you pop up to the room where you awoke a little while ago. Uh, you hear some snoring coming from Ismark. Um, Arena seems to be, mm, she's sleeping, but it doesn't seem to be a very sound dream. She's sort of twitching and rolling over every so often um uh ichabod um goes over um he doesn't have anything that uh, he could do to help in this situation um but he sings uh, a lullaby that comes to mind yeah nice uh, do, you, do you want to have a go at that or are we um letting the letting the listeners imagine um I can't think of a, a nice enough um, nursery rhyme, so I'll make one up. Sleep, sleep, sleep. Don't let the bad things wake you up. <laughs> it's only dreams. Dreams can't hurt you. They're not real. So sleep, sleep. <laughs> Lovely. She's, Thank you. Uh, give a performance check. Oh, my goodness. Tell us a number. Uh, I don't even know if I took permission. You can have advantage since you, you sang the whole song. Yeah, well, uh, oh, I've got three, so this could, this could go well for me. Oh, 21. 
Very nice. Uh, yeah, as you sing these soothing words to Irina, she seems to settle down and um, stop fretting so much in her sleep. She looks quite peaceful now. Good. Uh, anything else you'd like to do before you meet up with everybody? Uh, no, no. I um, just would like to head out and uh, meet up with uh, people, get their, get their stock. Get their... I don't want to go into the wild unknown with people I've not met. All right. Well, already waiting for you at the carriage. Uh, you'll see Stefania and you'll see her husband, Dag, who was mentioned last time. And you also see Adrian, the eldest son, and you'll see Vlad. Perhaps come to uh, wish you the best on your journey. Seems to have a picture in his hand. They um, will not be. Uh, perfect. Um, I nod at uh, the all three of them and I, I head oh. over to Vlad. <laughs> the other three, you mean? There's Adrian, yeah, yeah, the, the new three. Adrian, yeah. Stefania and Dag. Yeah. And then I go over to, I go over to Vlad. Okay, Vlad, so why, what are you doing here? Oh, uh, well, uh, first I want to give you this picture and um, he shows you the uh, picture and it appears to be a picture of um, of you sitting over a bed uh, and there's some musical notes coming out of your mouth oh. and uh, there's a picture of a very, um, I don't know, relaxed sleeping woman in the bed. Perfect. It's a good thing it's such an expert drawer and really good at capturing that because it could look like a vampire leaning over someone to bite their neck. Otherwise, oh, yeah, yeah, absolutely. He really captures the mood of the moment. He says, you asked me to draw the sun and it restoring life to Barovia. And I think you are uh, Barovia's son. That's that's very nice. I Vlad. Thank you. And uh, also I'm here because I'm coming with you. Uh, this says uh, Ichabod's turns for his eyebrows to raise. <laughs> but unlike uh, the measured eyebrow raise of Stefania, his both go up at once. <laughs> Almost off of his face, maybe. Yeah. Into the sky. <laughs> yeah. Um, what, what do you what do you mean, Vlad? Um, Stefania steps up behind Vlad, Vlad and puts a hand on his shoulder and says, um, in the five days you were you were out cold, we were working very closely with Vlad and with um, he's sort of got. Um, not not a full blessing, but a bit of a sort of micro blessing of the Raven Queen. And we've been helping him harness his uh, powers of healing and life. And uh, Vlad nods. We're both the Raven Queen's chosen. He says it really enthusiastically. <laughs> oh, that nothing makes something more special than sharing it round to people. Good <laughs> to have you on board, Vlad. And I hold out my arm. Yeah, he shakes it, uh, but um, he shakes the arm with both hands. Uh, Stefania says, uh, so, uh, after Vlad gets in the carriage, Stefania says, oh, it, a micro blessing. He doesn't have the, the full on blessing that you have, of course. He's not been restored. So we can't <laughs> we can't say that he's one of her chosen, really. No, that's that's perfectly all right. I understand. Um, Dag, Stefania's husband, steps up to you looking very stern and he says, I'm going to be staying behind with the uh, with your friends. You must look after Stefania. And Stefania sort of smiles, but then gets into the carriage. I won't let anything happen to her. And I know that doesn't carry a lot of weight with what just happened. But this time, <laughs> I've got a good feeling about this time. Well, I hope so. And uh, one, I, if I could ask one more favour. Mm -hmm. Don't let any funny business happen. And uh, you, uh, you can make I it I don't know. Effect. Vlad's quite the character. Got a few jokes in him. I'll worry. I'll make it inside. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Eight. 
Uh, you detect a hint of uh, jealousy in his tone, is all. Ah, I don't worry. Vlad is a taken man, and I... <laughs> I'm going through too much stuff right now to get involved with a woman. Uh, he, um, when you mention Vlad, he's, he sort of sniggers. But um, he just says, I am... Uh, I do my best, and I, I have, uh, but I am kind of an outsider to this family. I, I am not chosen by the Raven Queen. I cannot turn into a raven and hear her, uh, hear her call at night. So, uh, you know, maybe um, I just worry she might not ha- get enough from me. Uh, we all bring our own strengths and weaknesses to relationships, Dag. You, I'm sure you are special in your own way. Oh, thank you, Ichabod. That helps. You've, you fixed me, and he leaves. But who will fix me? Make <laughs> <laughs> what stares off. <laughs> and uh, Adrian, um, looking all muscles beneath his um, still quite loosely hanging black shirt and uh, jet black hair, says, I'm here to fight by your side. Now, good. I will need proper training because I am very out of, uh, out of shape. So what are you good at? I don't know. First thing you need to do is find out what you're good at. Second thing you need to do, do it better. Good advice. Mm. Adrian's good at punching and being muscly. So I'm more muscly and more punchy than I was last week. And then he punches a tree. The tree stays up and um, he sort of bites his lip. Not going to say ow. And he gets in the carriage. Um, Ichabod looks at the tree where he punched it, and uh, there's a bit of bark that's come come away, and also a bit of blood. <laughs> oh wow, that was a hard punch! Ichabod looks down at his hand. He makes a fist, uh, and while still being about ten, fifteen foot away from the tree, he swings his fist at the tree like a very inefficient punch. And uh, a sudden crackle of energy shoots out of his hand and slams into the tree. Oh, you make, uh, you can hit the tree, you make a damage roll. Oh, uh, D- I you do. just click the one that's already in there. No, no, I'll, I'll roll it. I did six points of force damage. Nice. Um, yeah, so it, the tree sort of uh, splinters a bit mm. and uh, a couple of branches fall out and it's slightly... It's bent at a slight angle now as it hits, as you hear it cracking, like, um, yeah. You seem to be more damaged to the tree than... Sorry? <laughs> yeah, Ichabod <laughs> looks down his wrist and goes, oh, I'll be damned. Indeed. Uh, oh, no, there it is. You haven't used any inspiration. Uh, yes. <laughs> but uh, Adrian, um, like, nods at you, says, yes, now do it better. Well, not right now. Just keep working on it. And, and uh, don't destroy our trees. Ichabod nods, yes. I can destroy trees now. <laughs> Vlad says, uh, who's driving? Shall I drive? Do you want to drive? Sofania, um, you uh, appear to know the way to Madame Ava. If you could drive while Vlad and I work on our skills under the tutelage of Adrian, the wise. Uh, I'm not sure he has anything to teach Vlad about healing, but um, or you about magic, but uh, perhaps he's got lots of uh, wisdom and encouragement for you. Um he has uh, this poster in his room uh, of uh, a, a little kitten hanging from a branch. And it just says, just hang in there, kitty. And that seems to give him encouragement. So, you know. Sometimes that's all you need. My father never gave me encouragement. Mm. Do you have a father? It's all Sorry? coming back to me now. My father, <laughs> I think. Maybe. I don't know. It's gone again. 
Yeah. Are you sure he never did, or are you, do you think you just can't remember? Little from column A, little from column B. <laughs> do you think if he'd given you more encouragement, you'd be here now? Maybe I wouldn't have died the first time. I don't know. Maybe you would never have been led to us at all. You words are also deep, Sophania the Wise. Let's get on with this journey, shall we? I'm not going to lie. I'm not very good at nicknames. <laughs> not <laughs> Never mind, Rusty. Get in I'm the carriage at. and I'll take us where we need I'm to I'm going to go back to Adrian's advice and stick with what I'm good at. Let's go. <laughs> I get in the carriage. Fabulous. Stefania gets into the driver's seat and then you just hear her go, what? They're just moving on their own. And um, so they start trotting off. Mm. And uh, Adrian says, it's good to... S- I'm happy to serve you, Rusty. Right. Okay. That's not my name. I appreciate the camaraderie of giving each other nicknames, but Ichabod Helsing, please. Okay. Sorry. We'll keep things formal. Well, now you made me sound like a dick. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Anyway, montage. Can't win in that situation. No, I can't. I can't. Uh, nor can you. Montage uh, of uh, Ichabod just opening, closing his hand and the force energy swirling about his fists. And then he looks at his other hand. He's like, oh, and he does the other hand at the same time. He's like, "Ooh, <laughs> fabulous. Very slow one shot montage. One of those famous ones. Rusty is just sitting there in his chair, punching the air, <laughs> left and right, then left and right. Sometimes two lefts and a right, sometimes two rights and a left. Uh, and when he does that, he looks really pleased with himself, like he might have foxed you in some way. Uh, Vlad is just playing with this uh, these dolls that he's patching up and sticking plasters on. <laughs> <laughs> but some, sometimes he twiddles his fingers a little bit and a little spark of, uh, of light seems to occur from them. Good. Yeah. Better than I just... think we're ready. Not for Strad. Let me just say that out loud. <laughs> but possibly for some kind of random encounter this time. <laughs> Stefania looks back into the carriage and was like, oh, I'm glad you said not for Strad. I was about to turn this thing around and take us straight there. No! Don't <laughs> think about that. It'll just do it. Just keep thinking about Madame Ava. <laughs> um, all right. So is so Stefania's the one in front, right? Mm-hmm. So she would be the expert of the group, um, as in the expert sidekick. Uh, obviously, yeah. Adrian will be the muscles, uh, or the fighter, and... Um, yep. Vlad will be the healer. Can I, you get... I have I have some correctly uh, uh, detailed sidekicks this time rather than last time. Oh yes, um, listener, last time um, his sidekicks were very weak. Well, at least they were they were average, bang average were, with all their stats. Zero. They were for two everything. commoners. Yeah, two commoners stats. Is Mark uh, and Irina will also have done some training by the time we get back and be much better at their jobs. Yeah. This time uh, you'll have hero sidekick stats at least. So they'll, you know, have so- they'll be good at some things at least Ooh. and have a few more hit points. So that should help. Uh, I don't know if that would have made all the difference in the fight with the walls, but it might have made some difference, kept them up a bit longer. Mm-hmm. Maybe they'll have made some cleverer choices if they had some points in intelligence, you know. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Uh, but anyway, um, so Stefania's out in front. Can she make a wisdom survival check? I don't know if she's got survival as a thing. Otherwise, it would just be a wisdom check. Bear with me. She does not. So she will just take a wisdom check and she gets a 10. Ah, with her 10, um, she, uh, she uh, can thinks there's absolutely nothing wrong. She continues along. Um, but as the horses trundle along, uh, these horses are very passive, but one of them makes a very uncharacteristic, uncharacteristic sort of squealing noise. Um, 
perhaps not a squealing noise, perhaps a horse would make more of a braying noise or something like that. Um, I immediately whistle and summon Queenie. And you feel a jerkiness in the carriage as it grinds to a stop and the horses need a bit of calming down. Not a lot of calming down because they're still very uh, placid, but uh, Stefania manages to calm them down a bit. And then um, do you get out and have a look? Ichabod immediately jumps onto the roof of the carriage. Yeah. So you jump he doesn't the open the door. He climbs out the window and like literally like snakes his way up there. <laughs> you snake your way up there. Yeah. <laughs> it's like I'm playing the floor is lava. <laughs> yeah, you're right up there on the carriage. Uh, Stefania looks up at you and just sort of does a like confused hand gesture. She's like, what are you doing? What is it? What's the matter? Why have we stopped? Are we there? It appears that one of the horses has gotten caught in a trap. There's no way out. Well, no, it, it looks... Because I love you too much, baby. Oh. <laughs> no, I'm remembering another song. It's all oh, it's a song. I was going to yeah. say, my husband won't like to hear you hear that you've made these comments to me already. Don't worry. I'm only one of the many chosen of the Raven Queen. Don't worry about it. <laughs> it says, um, I, would you like me to try and loosen the trap? Or would you like Adrian to go and do it? Or do you want to come and have a look? I will go and have a look, and then I will decide who is the best suited to try and do it. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, you're, are you climbing down? I assume you're climbing down Gr- to have a look. Grudgingly, yes, I'm climbing down. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Queenie is surveying the area, right? So we like her to make a perception check. to just, Yes, yeah. please. Uh, with advantage, yeah. Even if yeah. it's not with advantage, I'm going to use my my inspiration here. I don't know. Is, is, does she get, is she guaranteed advantage for this sort of thing? I don't think so. I don't think that's one of her abilities. Her then, abilities are uh, mimicry, so she can make the sound of a human. She can make the sound that she hear through a, a successful uh, deception. But anyway, that's neither here nor there. Uh, she gets a thirteen. All right. Did you use your inspiration for it then? I did. I did. All right. See, uh, when so- I roll with advantage, I don't immediately get eighteen on one of the dice, unlike a certain dungeon master I can name. Hmm. Funny that. Um, you, pr- you probably do a lot better if you did, though. <laughs> you know what? Now that I thought about it, that's, Adrian can tell me that when we get back in the carriage. Hmm. All right. Suggest it. So with Queenie's thirteen, mm-hmm. uh, she surveys the area. She can see. Uh, she can see the path going for about a uh, quarter of a mile or so in each direction. She doesn't see anything coming your way through the path. Obviously, the forests is difficult to. Mm, it's very yeah. thick. Yeah, it's like big thick canopy blocking the blocking the view, um, but seems like you're good for a little while at least. Um, so you climb down, you get over to the the horse's foot where there's a uh, you see a trap there that seems to have shut around it. Um, do you know much about traps, Ichabod? Do you think um, in a past or in in your past life you'll have done some trapping? Um, no, I doubt it. Um, well, I was really just coming down to see, was it like a bear trap kind of thing? Uh, yeah, it's a bear trap sort of setup. Ah, in that case, um, Adrian, it looks like we will need your strength to loosen this one. Mm. Adrian, uh, exits the carriage and he says, uh, certainly, Sir Ichabod Helsing. And he does a salute. Once again, I know you're being sarcastic, but I like it. <laughs> he goes over there. Can you make a strength check for him? Athletics or just strength? If you've got athletics, give me athletics. Okay. Uh, 15. Nice. So with that, he, um, yeah, yeah. 
he uh, he grabs it on both sides and pulls it apart uh, quite comfortably. Um, and the horse is uh, about. Do you want to do anything to try and keep the horse calm? Um, I will. Yes, I will try and keep the horse calm rather than just grabbing its leg and move, trying to move it out of the trap. Do you want to do it, or do you want to have had someone else do it? Oh, Ichabod's down there. He will do it. Um, fear not, uh, horse two. I will. Uh, I really am not good at coming up with nicknames. Uh, <laughs> I will. I will assuage your fears, and I will remove your leg from this dangerous trap of which you have found yourself in. Sixteen. The animal handling. Uh, oh, I was. Uh, oh no, eighteen. Booyah! Nice. Um, yes. Um, you feel uh, a certain affinity with this un- unusually uh, placid horse, very closed off from its emotions. <laughs> That's that not, I don't know if Ichabod is. You um, and I are a kind horse too. You get the sense that this horse uh, always tries to fix the other horse and <laughs> doesn't want to focus on its own issues. And um, then, uh, yeah, it's, it's hoof is free and it seemed reasonably calmed considering it had a, a bear trap trapped around it for a while. No. I, I nod, like, uh, look, make eye contact with Adrian, like, nod my head towards the side, like, oh, he, throw, um, throw the trap, throw, throw <laughs> it. He says, ah, yes, uh, Sir Ichabod Helsing, and he starts swinging it around like, um, like a hammer throw and just launches it into the, into the trees. That's <laughs> gone distance. You are strong. <laughs> Hopefully that will set up nicely uh, and, we, and it will actually catch one of them, one of them bloody wolves. Probably should have, now that I think about it, probably should have investigated the trap a bit to find out who said it in the first place. I don't know how you could have discerned that from just looking at the trap. It's not like I said, like it would say, uh, Jimmy, Jimmy Trapsmith was here. It might have done. We don't know. We didn't look at it. Yes, I suppose that's true. It might have. My bad. Do you want me to go, go and get it, sir, uh, Ichabod Helsing? No, it was my fault. I told you to do it. I, as the chosen, must take full responsibility. <laughs> He nods and gets back in the carriage. Um, before we get back in the carriage, before Ichabod gets back in the carriage, can I have a, just a quick look up the road to see if there are any more? Uh, yeah, you can make a set. Well, I mean, Queenie had a pretty good look and she didn't see anything like that. Okay, fair enough. And if that's, if that's what Queenie was uh, doing with her looking. All right, then uh, back in, the, um, back in the, the carriage we go. Yeah. Obviously, immediately you hit a bear trap. No, you don't. Oh, no. <laughs> you can see you uh, on. This time, Ichabod, Ichabod leaps up like parkours. Like <laughs> parkour. really hit a bear trap. <laughs> parkours past the past the find you on the driver's seat and uh, places himself on the roof of the the carriage. <laughs> He's just staying there for the journey. Yeah, I I call Queenie to me, right. and uh, just we sit up there, and I I again carry on with my um my magic training. Nice. You'll hear a voice from inside the carriage and say, I suppose uh, uh, Ichabod Van Helsing's too good for uh, this carriage now. Lads, what are you talking about in there? <laughs> I'm just making friends. I'm, I'm very uh, amenable and sociable. He, he does it everywhere he goes, uh, Adrian. You are in for a treat. <laughs> you trundle along for a little while. and Now, uh, now that we're uh, like there inside the carriage and I'm on top, uh, a bit of privacy. Uh, Ichabod pulls out the picture that Vlad did of him earlier and studies his face for a bit more. So this is what I look like. <laughs> what does it look like? Um, he just like runs his fingers over the, like traces traces his, the shape of his face and the like. And uh, it's um, quite lean, angular, 
uh, clean facial hair. Um, I won't say bushy eyebrows, but uh, dark eyebrows. Uh, and I obviously it was just a plain pencil coloured in, but um, from the picture, Ichabod can tell he has piercing eyes. Mm. And Vlad is really good at capturing them. So yeah, exactly. Yeah. Which is impressive because uh, <laughs> Ichabod was asleep in this picture. Hmm. But you know the the intent was clearly there by the artists. Ichabod wasn't asleep. Um, yeah, he was. He was no, Irina was asleep. Ichabod was uh, singing a song to Irina. Oh no, I was talking about the first one where. He was oh right, yes, that picture. Sorry, was that the picture you were looking at? That was the picture I was looking at. Ah, apologies. Yeah, they're piercing through his eyelids. That's how piercing they are. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> uh, okay. Uh, anything else you'd like to describe as you trundle along, or? To next to get to the next scene we're ready to get to the next scene i think cool all right so the road gradually disappears and is replaced by a twisted muddy path through the trees deep ruts in the earth are evident of the comings and goings of wagons and you suddenly feel it quite bumping up up there on the roof and um, i think queenie might sort of go back to hovering above you just a little bit rather than sitting on your shoulder yeah, yeah that um, makes sense the canopy of mist branches um, and branches, not mist branches, the canopy of mist and branches suddenly give way to the black cloud boiling far above. There is a clearing here next to a river that widens to a, to form a small lake several hundred feet across. Five colourful round tents, each 10 feet in diameter, are pitched outside a ring of four barrel-topped wagons. A much larger tent stands near the shore of the lake, its sagging form lit from within. Near this tent, Eight unbridled horses drink from the river. The mournful strains of an accordion clash with the singing of several brightly clad figures around bonfire, around a bonfire. A footpath continues beyond the encampment, meandering north between the river and the forest's edge. Uh, you might presume that this is uh, Madame Ava's tent. tent. And um, from uh, the people sitting around or sitting around the fire talking around the fire standing up leaning against a wagon around the fire um from their garb you are reminded of the man who gave you the letter back in that tavern when you met vlad uh, in terms of how they are dressed you don't see that specific man um and you are also reminded of the three women in the tavern of in barovia who were sort of sitting around drinking tea and uh, laughing about how you're here forever um those women, if you recall. Ichabod swings his head down, so his, his um, belly is still, like, on the roof of the carriage, but his head is now poking back through the window. Uh, are you, says, are you six cross-legged? That's quite a big belly. Wow. No, my I'm face uh, body <laughs> down. Certainly. So, like, uh, basically, I'm like an L shape on the roof of the, the carriage, like, with my head poking over the sides. Sure. And, lads. These the clothing of these people has reminded me of the gentleman who gave me the letter in the first back in the first heaven. Oh. Can you, with your artistic skills, draw that man? You were there. The man from the tavern. The man from the tavern who paid for the drinks. Oh, uh, yeah. I uh, I'll try. I was I was having a nice time with my wife. I wasn't really paying that much attention until I saw you take my umbrella. But I'll do my best. Um. I am quite good at art. And then um, after about 10 seconds, he slides a picture up and uh, it's a, it's, it's very much like that man. And thanks, Vlad. Sorry. It's not very good. It, it'll have to do Vlad. 
Um, uh, Ichabod turns to Stefania. Um, am I to presume that tent over there is Madame Eva's? Um, she says, well, that's what my bet would be. Would you like us to accompany you or would you like us to stick with the carriage? Or would you like some of us to stick with the carriage and some of us to accompany you? You're the protagonist, so you make the choice. That is a nickname I can get behind. Um, Glad you like it, Rusty. You wait with the carriage. <laughs> I will go in alone. All three and of us wait. Yes, and it's not just because you called me Rusty, and I don't like that, but for <laughs> other reasons as well that I don't have to explain to you. You don't have to explain anything to me. I am the Raven Queen's servant, as is my brother. Completely agree. And Ichabod turns with a sweep of his coat that doesn't really swish. And um, <laughs> Is this why you're still lying on your belly? So you <laughs> No, no, I've, I've sat up at this point and jumped, hopped, hopped down. Then just and, dramatically roll off swishing your coat. You know what? Yes, I do. <laughs> like belly flop, land a pile and stand up. And then, <laughs> as I meant to. <laughs> Uh, you notice as you head towards this camp um, that several of the uh, there are about um, 15 people here, male, no, 12 people here, sorry, male and female. Some are standing, sitting around a fire, telling stories. They seem to be guzzling wine. Um, some uh, and yeah, there's a few wagons about a few tents. Obviously, there's the big tent that you uh, indicated. Mm. Would you, um, as you, are you going to try and sneak around them or are you going to walk right through them? Are you going to go and talk to them or engage with them or listen to them at all? Or are you just being very purposeful about moving through? I, I shall announce my entrance. Hail, hail. Uh, they, uh, they nod at you as you approach. Um, I am but a humble traveller. I may have lied already. I am but an arrogant traveller. <laughs> I come seeking the one known as Madame Ava. Uh, they say, oh, really, says one of them. And um, Really, I say to that one. He thought sitting in front of the fire and he's got his hat pulled down, um, covering his eyes slightly. And then he looks up and uh, the light lights up his face. And he says, oh, really? And um, you see that it is probably the man from the tavern that you met that time. I whip out the drawing of the man from the tower. I hold it up. I look at it. I look at him. I look at it. I look at him. I look at it once more. I put it back in my pocket. He's a, I know you. <laughs> he says, yes. I'm glad to see you made it here alive. You did better than the last group. How many groups have you given that letter to? Me? Uh, I have given that letter to... I don't know why I'm French, sorry. <laughs> You can be any nationality you want. Just answer the blooming question. <laughs> Must be all of the all of the champagne de la stomp that I consume. Okay, but uh, yes, I. It is my job. I get. I, I walk straight up to him. Let me ask you this: Am I even of might and valor? What? The letter said, "Hail thee of might and valor." Uh, I guess that that remains to be seen, but. Certainly more of might and valor than the previous group, but you are still still here. It's not like you've been killed by the first pack of wolves that came your way, is it? No. How embarrassing would that be? My goodness. No, I'm I I look back at the carriage just to make source the fire that are outside of earshot. <laughs> I'm made of sturdier stock than that. <laughs> then perhaps you are the one. 
A mighty wizard came to this land over a year ago. I remember him like it was yesterday, uh, but it was in fact yesteryear. <laughs> he stood exactly where you're standing. A very charismatic man. To the left. <laughs> Sorry? I take a step to the left. <laughs> yes, he took a step to the left, just like oh. that. A very charismatic man he was. So there are differences. Um, he thought he could rally the people of Barovia against the devil's strad. He stirred them with thought of revolt and bore them to the castle en masse. When the vampire appeared, the wizard's peasant army fled in terror. He, a few stood their ground and were never seen again. He takes a long glug of wine and he tosses the bottle to you. I take a long glug of wine and I go, you are but mistaken. One has been seen again. And I toss the wine back to him. Who is that? Ichabod looks at the wine. He, <laughs> he tosses the wine over to you. I take a glug of wine. Doru, son of Donovic. And I toss the wine back. He catches it. He says, ah, the boy from Barovia village. Yeah, I was going to say. <laughs> yes. Well, he is not seen again in quite the same way, is he? And he tosses the wine back to you. A glug of wine. I take another glug of wine. <laughs> Drink while I think. <laughs> he pulls another bottle of wine out and then starts drinking that instead. The wizards and the vampire cast spells at each other. Their battle flew from courtyards of Ravenloft to a precipice overlooking the falls. I saw the battle with mine own eyes. Thunder shook the mountain and great rocks tumbled down upon the wizard. Yet, by his magic, he survived. Lightning from the heavens struck the wizard, and again he stood, the, stood his ground. But when the devil's strad fell upon him, the wizard's magic couldn't save him. I saw him thrown a thousand feet to his death. I climbed down to the river to search for the wizard's body, to see if, you know, he had anything of value. But the river Ivlis had already spirited him away. Was the wizard another that you, you were tricked into coming with your letters? No, no, that was not I. That was Bert. And then uh, one of the other Vistani sitting around the fire puts his hand up and waves at you. Uh, Ichabod nods back. Where was this wizard from? I don't know. Bert, where was uh, this wizard from? He shrugs. It seems that this is not the uh, interesting part of the story, I think. Who do I... So the wizard fought Strad and he disappeared. He was struck and his body disappeared. Oui, oui. Was he carrying some kind, any, uh, how do I make it sound like I'm not going to look and loot for the, look to loot the body? <laughs> uh, do you have anything that I might find, uh, some adventurer might find useful in his quests? Well, did you not say, did you not hear me say I went to check his body, but there was nothing of value? Oh, so you, I'm uh, sorry, I thought you said the body was not there. Oh, no, yes, that is true. The river spirited him away. Um, it was a year ago, mine, so good luck in finding that. But he was a powerful wizard. Can, are you able to learn the spells of other wizards? Perhaps if they have a ritual component. Maybe. Would, would you like to tell me where the river... Or would you like me to tell you where the, where the river goes? <laughs> I could tell you, but I'd rather you tell me and I will confirm with you that it is correct. <laughs> is that what I said? Whatever. Take the river. The river travels to Lake Zaravik. And then, from Lake Zaravik, the river behaves in a very strange way. It travels up the mountain. The river travels up the mountain. 
That is what I said. Did I stutter or did I say it in a strange accent? You said it in a strange accent. Oh, sorry. But it was an unusual thing to say, so I wanted to just clarify. I think even anyone can agree that. My next question was going to be, if it is called Mountain Barovia, I'm going to be very upset. When you say, uh, I think anyone can agree to that, all of the other Vistani sitting around the fire nod in agreement with you. Oh, wow. Ichabod's loving it. <laughs> uh, a, no, it does not go up Mount Barovia. There is no such mountain. That would be too confusing. <laughs> it goes up Mount Baratok. Mount it's quite Baratok. far from here, but if you look up and look to the north, you can see its peaks in the mists just about. Okay. If my quest takes me in that direction... I will keep an eye out for um, useful magical items that may or may not have belonged to some uh, wizard in a previous uh, battle. Thank you for telling me this very specific fact. I just want to assure you, one of the very first people I met, aside from Brogan, that I'm not a grave robber. (laughs) Okay. He doesn't seem to care. Um, Good. He does say, if it is Madame Eva you are are searching for, it is in that tent back there. Tell me, stranger with a French accent, what be your name? Uh, All right, let's be quiet for a moment while I search for a name. (laughs) It says, Alin, it means noble. It is an ironic name. Because you don't use a bell? Oh, (laughs) ha, ha, ha. Oh, that is an, a good attempt at a joke. I like it. <laughs> I've been taking lessons from Vlad. <laughs> I don't know who that is, but uh, Madame Eva is that way, he points. Anyone would think you're trying to drive me along the story, Aline. <laughs> it is getting quite late and the podcast may overrun. You speak in weird accents that I do not understand. <laughs> I think you are drunk, Aline, and I shall bid you adieu and say, go and look, search out Madame Eva. It says, adieu is my word, not yours. <laughs> I'm, I'm joking. Adieu. You may say it too. Off you go. <laughs> it's, it's one of those you can't say unless you're with a French person. Uh, all right. Um, are you heading to Madame Ava? Or are you going to yeah. just get back in the carriage and go? <laughs> no, I'm heading towards Madame Ava's tent. I, um, I nod to um, Bert on the way past and I hand Bert the wine skin that I still have. <laughs> takes it he's great he yep. smiles and gives a thumbs up and uh, as you get to the tent magic flames cast a reddish glow over the interior of this tent revealing a low table covered in a black velvet cloth glints of light seem to flash from a crystal ball on the table as a hunched figure peers into its depth as the crone speaks her voice crackled like dry weeds at last you have arrived Cat- cackling laughter bursts like mad lightning from her withered lips. <laughs> You're going to do that voice the entire conversation then? I suppose that I am. Yes, I suppose that I am. Uh, indeed. Just take a seat, Rusty. Crone, be you Madam Ava? Yes, I am she. Be you Ichabod, formerly Beaumont, now Helsing. Your eyes see much, crone. I take a seat. Now see me. Who was I before I was Ichabod Beaumont? Good question. But I am not here to answer that. Son of a gun! I am here to give you your fortune. What trickery is this? What? Would you like it? I'm not going to say no to a fortune, am I? 
Well, good. I'm glad you're here. This fortune will help you on your quest to save Ravenloft and Barovia from the devil. And when she says devil, thunder cracks. And then she goes, <laughs> You're good. Thank you. You've seen nothing yet, though. You ready for the first card? Indeed. Advantage to me. <laughs> oh, no. She draws a card and she says, the diviner. And you see a picture of Madam Eva on the card. <laughs> <laughs> I have completed my first quest. <laughs> this tells you the location of the Tome of Strad, the his- which will include the history, the knowledge of the ancient will will help you better understand your enemy. And look to one who sees all. The treasure is hidden in her camp. Uh, oh, yes, here it is. And then she looks under the table and pulls out the book. Oh, that's exactly where I was going to look. <laughs> Says, I think the treasure was under my very nose the whole time. <laughs> she holds it out to you. Hey, um... Okay, I know I had a bit of a rough time of it last session, but I think suddenly we're on easy mode. Take the, <laughs> the spirits work in mysterious ways, and obviously they think you need all the help you can get. <laughs> I've been training. I've... <laughs> all right, thank you very much. When you go to take it, she pulls it back. It's only kidding, and then she puts it in your hands. Oh. <laughs> Got to work on those reflexes. All right, more training is required. <laughs> the next card will tell of a powerful force for good and protection, a holy symbol of great hope. If you pull she... out Vlad on this card, so I think I've seen the trends. No, she draws the card and says, it's the tax collector. <laughs> um, you see a man with uh, a black hat, a pouch, some coins on the table. And Divide then, it for me, Crone. What does it mean? So I'm I'm about to. I was letting you have a look at the pictures. It's a nice picture. Did you draw them yourself? No. Then uh, the ancient it, cards. How it, old do you think I am? What <laughs> looks uh, 180. Oh, you charmer. <laughs> um, says the Vistani have what you seek. A missing child holds the key to the treasure's release. And now when I say the Vistani, I don't mean those ones out there. There's another oh. camp. You'll I have to you really find it. Easy mode. <laughs> You'll have to find it and help them. Did you get that bit about the missing child? That's quite important. Yes, I have, I have written it down in my notebook. <laughs> Splendid. Now this card, third of five, it will reveal the location of a great of a weapon of great power and strength tells of a weapon of vengeance a sword of sunlight can such a weapon exist in barovia yes and you'll find it with the monk and uh, there's a picture of a monk says the treasure you seek is hidden behind the sun in the house of a saint might you be going to a house of a saint yes but I suspect you knew that. Yes, I know a lot. St. Markovia. But there are other saints' houses, so it might not be so obvious. But it might be. We'll see. <clears throat> she says, this next card. Four for five. This I am ne- ready. This next card reveals Strad's enemy. It sheds light on the one who will greatly help you Is in the battle against darkness. Once again, I must ask, is this going to be a picture of Vlad? 
It is the ghost. And you see a picture of a, a nobly dressed man holding a holding a lantern, and uh, is looks very ghostly. How is a ghost meant to help me? It's, the card has a picture of a ghost. You're it's not always so literal. One moment, just take the card in, absorb the picture, and then I will tell you. Stir the spirit of the clumsy... Okay, so it is a ghost. Stir the spirit of the clumsy knight, (laughs) whose crypt lies deep within the castle. The clumsy knight. Which castle? I'm told there are three. You know which castle. (laughs) In the spirit of the the castle. The castle. Oh, sorry. I didn't realise it was capitalised. The castle. Finally... This fifth card, your enemy, is a creature of darkness whose powers are beyond mortality. And this card will lead you to him. She flips it. She says, the executioner. And she uh, reads it a bit like a wrestling promoter. And you see a picture of a noose and a man with a hood. I have seen uh, a noose recently with my own visage. I see a dark figure on a balcony looking down upon this tortured land with a twisted smile. Did you get the bit about the balcony? I did, Crone. My name is Madam Ava. Don't wait, I don't sit here calling you person. I did. I was trying to add some gravitas. I didn't. Oh, yes, <laughs> such gravitas to the name Crone. Anyway, you've got what I've got to give you, Rusty. No, you can't do that. You can't have a go at me for calling you Crone and then call me Rusty. Yes, I can. I just did. Thanks for the help, Crone. (laughs) When I complained of it, you didn't seem to take me very seriously, so I called you Rusty again. No worries, Crone. (laughs) Thanks for the book, Crone. (laughs) Is Is there anything else you would like to ask me now other than exactly who you were to reveal all of those details immediately. Tell me how and did I die the first either. time, not the second time. I'm aware <laughs> of how I died the second time. Well, I assume the second the time before last. I'm hoping I haven't died multiple more times. But I don't. She looks at you and says, you know how you died. You have the wounds to prove it. You were stabbed in the back, literally and figuratively. Betrayal. Hmm? Betrayal. Yes, betrayal by your own kin. And we'll leave that as a cliffhanger there. That's a good cliffhanger. I, yeah, I think so. That was session uh, for you. That was good. I'm a bit disappointed there wasn't combat to prove that I had improved. <laughs> um, but I enjoyed I enjoyed most of the uh, the back and forth with all the characters. And I look forward to finding out about um, these five... Oh, well, I've just realised I've got to read the Tome of Strad. I have it. Yeah. Uh, uh, what I'll do, I'll see what information there is in it. And maybe I can just put it in the in Roll20 and you can have a look at, at what it says. Um, and uh, you can tell everyone about it. Or let's tell everyone what you want to about it next time. Little bits and I stuff. I will tell them every word, verbatim, what is involved. So, uh, nice. So, uh, yeah, well done. You managed to go a whole session without dying. Good job. You know, um, the, the record is three, so let's see if I can beat it. Yeah. Uh, one session without dying so far. The count has gone back to zero. Well, now yeah. it's on one. Fli- just flipped over to one. 
just uh, the, the gates of Barovia, there's a Vistani. <laughs> Days without uh, major character death. One. <laughs> yeah, nice. Right. Well, thank you very much, listener, as well. I've been Tony from Two Copper Pieces. I've been Elephant, also known as Elephant Bear, also known as Ichabod Helsing. Until next time. Yes, in- indeed. Bye. <laughs> Bye. <laughs>